seen the multitudes, he went up on the mountain and he called his disciples to himself and he sat down and began to teach them. And he taught them this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people persecute you and revile you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoicing be glad, for thus they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its flavor, it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under the feet of men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl, but they put it on a table and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one, diet, not, not one iota of the law will pass away until all has been fulfilled. And anyone who relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be considered least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. And I tell you this, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You've heard it said of old, thou shalt not murder, and anyone who murders is liable to the judgment. But I say to you, anyone who is angry with his brother is liable to the judgment. Anyone who insults his brother is liable to the counsel. And anybody who says you fool is, will answer to the Lord himself. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and you realize your brother has something against you, leave your gift at the altar and go and first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser on the way to the court. If not, he will turn you over to the judge, who will turn you over to the jailer, and who will put you in prison, and you will not be released until you've paid the last penny. And you've heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say to you, anyone who looks upon a woman with lust in his heart has committed adultery with her. Therefore, if your right eye offends you, gouge it out. Better to lose a member than for your body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand offends you, cut it off. 
Better to lose a member than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And you've heard it said that anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. And you've heard it said, thou shalt not bear false witness. But I say to you, not, do not make any oath at all. Either by heaven, which is God's throne room, or the earth, which is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, the city of the great king, not even by your head, could you cannot turn one hair, either white or black. Simply let your yes be yes. Anything else is from evil. And you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say you, do not resist evil. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him your other as well. If someone sues you for your tunic, give him your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go to one mile, go two. Give to the one who would borrow from you and do not refuse the one that begged from you. And you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy. Pray for those who persecute you, and you will be sons of your Father in heaven, who causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and his reigns to fall on the just and the unjust. If you only love those who love you, what good is that? Even the tax gatherers do that. And if you only greet those who greet you, what good is that? Even the Gentiles do that. I tell you, you must be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And beware of practicing your righteousness in front of others in order to be seen by men. For you will have no reward from your Father who's in heaven. When you give to the needy, do not sound the trumpet like the religious leaders and the scribes who, so that others will see what they're giving. For I tell you, they have the reward already. When you give to the needy, do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing and let your giving be done in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not stand in the synagogues like the religious leaders so that others will hear them praying. For I tell you, they have the reward already. When you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles who think they will be heard for their many words. Do not pray like this, for your Father knows what you need even before you're asked. Pray thus, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will not forgive 
your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look all gloomy like the hypocrites so that others will see them fasting. For I tell you, they have the reward already. When you fast, wash your head. Watch your face, anoint your head, and let your fasting be done in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and thieves are breaking and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If the eye is healthy, the body is full of light. But if the eye is bad, the body is full of darkness. And if the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Man cannot serve two masters. He will love one and hate the other. He will be devoted to one and despise the other. Man cannot serve both God and money. And do not be anxious of your life, what you shall eat, or your body, what you shall wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, reap, or stow away in barns, and yet your Father cares for them. And are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your lifespan? And what do you worry about your body, what you shall wear? Consider the lilies of the field. They do not toil or spin, yet I tell you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of the least of these. So if God so cares for the grass of the field that is here today and tomorrow thrown in the furnace, how much more will he care for you, O you of little faith? So do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear? For the Gentiles run after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. But you, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And do not worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Judge not, lest you be judged. With the measure of judgment you use, it will be measured back unto you. And why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, and you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or why do you say to your brother, hey, let me remove that speck that is in your eye, and you do not deal with the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First deal with a log in your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. And do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not cast your pearl before swine. If you do, they will trample in her foot, and then come and attack you. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone, who asks, receives, he seeks, finds, and he who knocks, it's opened unto them. And which of you, if his son were to ask for bread, would give him a stone, or would ask for fish, would give him a serpent? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, 
How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask of him? And whatever you would have others do unto you, do you also unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and easy is the path that leads to destruction, and those that find it are many. But narrow is the gate, and hard is the path that leads to life. And those that find it are few. Beware of false teachers that come at you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruit. Can you get grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the furnace. Thus you will recognize them by their fruit. And not all who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only those that do the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day many will say, Lord, Lord, do we not do great works in your name? Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? And I will say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rains came, the waters rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, but the house stood firm because it was built upon the rock. But, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The rains came, the waters rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and the house fell. And how great was that fall. You've just heard the greatest sermon that was ever preached. And I've got to be honest, I stole every word. <laughs> you know, I've been praying. That, that's just part of my life because that's the red stuff. If you look in, you have a red letter Bible, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are all red. That's what Jesus taught. And here's where I want to challenge you this morning. My goal in life is not to know the sermon but to know the sermon giver. 
Many of us know church. Many of us know Bible stories. But do you know him? Are you willing to lay it all on the line for him? Realizing that he gave his life fully for you. And to be honest, the way I look at the Sermon on the Mount is that's the picture of the Spirit-filled life. He enables us and empowers us to live that kind of life. I'm going to pray for you. And this has been different today, but I pray that God's Word does not return void. I want you to bow your heads with me just a moment. I want to I just challenge you with some questions this morning. Do you know the one who preached the Sermon on the Mount? was Jesus. He laid down his life. He... He became sin who knew no sin so that we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've been praying so hard for this morning because, folks, you've got to hear my heart. I am praying for an incredible outpouring of God's Spirit. I mean that we, folks, would become true disciples that we would die to self daily and follow after you husbands and fathers I, I, I pray for you today because I when I read the word of God I see how you are responsible for the movement of your family and I know I'm preaching to the choir I mean good night you're at 830 service but Tomorrow, will you have a godly home? Tuesday, will you have a godly home? Is there yelling and screaming around your house? Is there selfish attitude? Is there things flowing into your house that are not of God? Men, I think we're called to be the gatekeepers there. And wives and moms, you have an incredible gift of nurturing, but... Are you finding yourself living with regrets, maybe of a career instead of walking out that incredible gift that God has given you? I'm not saying you can't work, but sometimes we, we regret our children instead of loving them unconditionally. Some of you in this room are broken today. You have to make the decision right now. Are you going to deal with it? Are you going to come up here and either lay it on this altar or pray with an elder or pastor? You've got to make the decision. This free will is a hard thing sometimes. But is God disturbing your heart in such a way that you know, you know you're broken and 
you come before the Father and say, God, I need you today. I need you to fix my marriage. I need you to bring my kids back. I need you to bring my husband back or whatever. Or maybe some of you are battling strongholds of addiction today, whether it's alcohol or gambling or or lying or slander or pornography or whatever it may be and and you're saying Mark I've dealt with this a hundred times well today's 101 and in just a moment I'm going to ask you to come to this altar and once again lay it before the Father I know that most of our teenagers in the the second service, but I I ask our students and and teenagers, uh, are are you willing willing to lay it all on the line? Are you willing to say, okay, God, I want to live in purity. I want to live in holiness. I want to be your man, your woman on my campus, in life. The Lord, I need you. I'm going to call those students, teenagers, young adults to come to this altar. Father, please forgive me for so often knowing the sermon but not knowing you. Lord, break my heart with the things that break your heart. Spirit is working on you right now. Please be obedient. Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man. You want to be a wise man today, wise woman, wise teenager, wise child. Deal with what God is speaking to your heart right now. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.